بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحم کریم اما الحمد للہ ٹائٹ از دا ٹوینٹی نائنتھ آف نومبر ان دا ایئر ٹو تھاؤزنڈ taking a look into the fatherless subject of the divine mercy so in a report in Ahmad in his Zuhud number 48 Hafiz ibn Qayyim in his Uddat al-Sabirin excellence of patience and gratefulness page 284 of the English translation Hassan al-Basri rahmatullahi he said by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala There is no one whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given plenty in this world. And he is not afraid that it may be a trial by him subhanahu wa ta'ala. Except that he lacks knowledge and is deprived of reasoning. On the other hand, anyone from whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept the world away. And he does not believe that this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen for him. also then lacks understanding and is unable to see clearly. So here, the great Hassan al-Basri, rahmatullahi, he was mentioning the two types of individuals. The first is the one who Allah Ta'ala gives a lot of the world. But the person who has been given a lot, he is not afraid that this is a test. If he hasn't got that understanding, Hassan al-Basri goes, he hasn't got any understanding. So if you've been given a lot of the world, you should be afraid it is a trial. Then you've got understanding. If you don't have that, he goes, you've got no understanding. Then he flipped the coin. And the one from whom Allah Ta'ala has kept the world away, and he doesn't believe that Allah Ta'ala has chosen this for him, he is also one who lacks understanding. This should not come as any surprise. For Anas radiyallahu, he relates that our beloved messenger said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, every person wealthy and poor will wish on the day of judgment that he only had what was sufficient for his survival in the world. Every person wealthy and poor will wish on the day of judgment that he had only what was sufficient for his survival in the world. This is in Ibn Majah, number 4140, Ahmad in his Musnad, 3-117 and 3-167. So, this is the ideal. So, imagine, you get a multi, let's say, billionaire in the world. Our belief is, he will regret that on the day of judgment. He will earnestly have wished he only had enough to have lived through the world. And similarly, the poor. So what was the Prophet referring to here? He was referring to the fact the world isn't a place of residence. And if you start piling up, your actions are speaking louder than your words. Why? Because you're not traveling anymore. How magnificent therefore were the words of Isa when he once said to his companions, Be content with little of the world, thereby keeping your religion safe. Just as the people of the world are satisfied with little of the religion to keep their world safe. 
This is recorded in Ibn Abi Dunya in his Zam'ad Dunya, number 31, number 35, and Hafiz ibn Kayyim, Nahmatullah in his Uddatul Sabirin, page 317 of the English translation. So, Isa alayhi salatu wasalam, he said that you keep your deen safe if you are happy with little of the world, <laughs> because that is what protects your deen. And he goes, just like the foolish one, the people of the world who are satisfied with little deen, why? To keep their world safe. <laughs> so what he's basically saying, alayhi salatu wasalam, is that the person of the dunya, the deen gets in the way. <laughs> So he'll start cutting corners, he'll start disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to get his dunya. So Isa said, these are the foolish ones. Because they are people of the world and they keep their dunya safe with little of the deen. He goes, so you be the opposite. You be content with little of the world, keeping your deen safe. So note, this is the sunnah which was mentioned by the Holy Prophet And similarly, Wahab rahmatullah he said, I have read in the book of the family of Dawood that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, if my servant carries out his duties, I will then give him before he even asks and answer him before he even calls upon me. Indeed, I am more aware of his needs than he is himself. This is in Ahmad in his Zuhd, Ibn al-Mubarak in his Zuhd, number 318, Abu Nu'im al-Hilya, 4-25, Hafiz ibn Kayyim in his Uddat al-Sabirin, page 176 of the English translation. So here, the great Wahhab ibn Munabbih, he was a Tabi'in, <coughs> and he was one of the uh, rabbis who embraced Islam. And he had knowledge of the previous scripture. And he said, I got this knowledge from the previous scripture, because I've read in the book of the family of Dawood, that Allah the Almighty says, and look what Allah Ta'ala says in that in that respected work. He goes, if my servant obeys me, just does what he's told to do. He goes, I give him before he asks, because I am more aware of his needs. <laughs> so really when you're making dua, that's good. You made dua. But the important thing is to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? Because Allah Ta'ala will then fulfill your needs before you even ask. <laughs> So what does that mean? You look after your deen, Allah Ta'ala will look after your dunya. But if you don't look after your deen, it goes back to what I've mentioned previously. Gratitude is thus essential. Sayyidina Mughira radiyallahu once asked, How do you find yourself this morning? O Abu Muhammad. He replied, We entered the morning drowning in blessings and unable to give sufficient thanks. Our Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala woos us due to his love for us whilst he is free from us, whilst we make ourselves loathsome to him, whilst we are always in need of him. Subhanallah. This is in Ibn Abi Dunya in his Ash-Shukr, number 45, and Hafiz Ibn Kayyim in his Uddat al-Sabirin, page 174 of the English translation. So, Sayyidina Mughira, very famous Sahaba, one of the four wise ones of the Arabs, they asked him, how do you find yourself? And look what he said. Something amazing. He goes, we entered the morning drowning in blessings. We haven't got the strength to thank enough. Then he mentioned something about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He goes, Allah ta'ala woozes due to his love, but he is free from us. He goes, why does he want us when he doesn't need us? Because he, that's his love. But we 
make ourselves loathsome to him, I by sinning, whilst we are in desperate need of him. He goes, that's how I, how I have found my morning. So what was the mindset of the Sahaba? The mindset was the relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Similarly, Abu Tamima was asked the same question. He said, I find myself between two blessings and I do not know which one is better. Firstly, sins which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has covered up in a way that nobody is able to reproach me for them. And love that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put in the hearts of the people for myself which my actions could not have won at all. Again, this is recorded in Ibn Abi Dunya in his Ash-Shukr number 40, Hafiz ibn Qayyim in his Uddatul Sabirin, page 174 of the English translation. So Abu Tamim from the Salaf, he goes, there's two blessings. I don't know which is greater. And the first is Allah Ta'ala covering my sins that nobody even approaches me. Because that's one of the greatest blessings. And the other is Allah Ta'ala putting love in people's hearts for me which I couldn't have earned through my deeds. <coughs> so what was he referring to? Again, he is referring to gratitude. He goes, you must be always grateful in the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Muqatil, rahmatullah he recited this verse. In Surah Luqman, alayhi salatu wasalam, Surah 31, verse 20. And he, subhanahu wa ta'ala, completed his favor to you, both outwardly and inwardly. He then explained, the outward is Islam, and the inward is his veiling of sins. Subhanallah. This is recorded in Ibn Abi Dunya in his Ash-Shukr, number 179, and Hafiz Ibn Qayyim, in his Uddatul Sabirin, page 201 of the English translation. So, if you look at the verse, Surah 31, verse 20, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, that he's completed his favor to you, both outwardly and inwardly. So, what does that mean? He has completed his favor to you, outwardly and inwardly. Muqatil explained. He's completing his favor to you outwardly, is he's given you Islam. And he's completing his favor to you inwardly, is he's veiling your sins. So what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? I have completed He has completed his favor to you both outwardly and inwardly. So the verse is talking about shukr. Allah ta'ala is telling you that these are some of the great blessings I've bestowed upon you. One is Islam and one is I've, I've, I've veiled your sins. Consider also the following touching dua of Dawood alayhi salatu wa salam. In Ahmad in his Zuhd, number 98, Hafiz ibn Qayyim in his Uddat al-Sabirin, page 175 of the English translation, Dawood alayhi salatu wasalam, he said, Glory be to the one who extracts thanks by favors and extracts dua by affliction. Glory be to the one who extracts thanks by favors and extracts supplication by affliction. So let's look at this. So Dawood the great worshipper, the Prophet mentioned Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This was his part of his dua. And his dua is Dawood. He goes, glory be to the one free from all imperfection. Because how does he get gratitude out of you? By blessings. And how does he get dua out of you? By afflicting you. 
He goes, glory be to the one who does this. So people say, why does God afflict those he loves? Because he wants you to make dua. And it's true. With that, with that much in a state of ingratitude, we only make dua when we are afflicted. You notice? Before that, it's just tape recorded. Right? Soon as you get afflicted, proper dua. So what's happening? Allah Ta'ala has afflicted you, so you start making dua again properly. And how does he extract thanks out of you? You should be doing shukr anyway, but you forget to do shukr. He extracts thanks out of you by blessing you. So you get a job, you're blessed with a child, you get married, you get this, then suddenly shukr comes. But really what was Dawood saying? Because we're in a very bad state. Allah is doing things out of kindness to get these deeds out of you. One must also be alerted here to one of the tricks of shaitan. Bakr ibn Abdullah, rahmatullah, he said, A tribulation strikes a man and he calls upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for help. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala simply out of his mercy removes it from him. Then the shaitan approaches the man and belittles his gratitude, saying, The matter was easier than you thought. Why are you not striving so hard? Bakr elucidated, why does not the man thereupon say the matter was more difficult than I thought? But Allah the Almighty out of his supreme mercy removed it from me. Subhanallah. So this is recorded in Ibn Abi Dunya in his Ashukr number 26 and Hafiz Ibn Kayyim in his Uddatul Sabirin page 179 of the English translation. So what is this trick of shaitan? So you're in a tribulation, you're in a test and apparently Allah takes away the, that calamity very easily. So what have you been doing before that calamity was taken? You were making effort. You, you know, reciting Quran, doing dua, giving sadaqah, etc, etc. After Allah removes that calamity, look how shaitan works. You, know, you should reflect on this. Shaitan goes, why did you work so hard? You didn't need to do all that. So what is shaitan telling you? He's telling you, you just you, because you went overboard. Because God would have gotten rid of it anyway. So he goes, you counted the shaitan. How? You said, no, it should have been far more difficult. But Allah in his great kindness removed it from me. So what is being referred to? Gratitude. Shaitan from day one said, you will find most of them ungrateful. Allah quotes him. From day one. And if you're ungrateful, you're on that slippery slope. But here, this is the tricks of the shaitan. And similarly, the Holy Prophet Dawood once humbly asked, O Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala, how can I thank you whilst you are the one who does favors to me, bestows upon me the ability to thank you for your favors, and you honor me by favor after favor? Those the favors are from you and thankfulness is also from you. How then can I be truly able to thank you? Allah the Almighty gloriously replied, Now you know me, O Dawood. <laughs> now you know me, O Dawood. This is recorded in Ahmad in his Zuhd, number 88, Behaki in his Shu'ab al-Iman, number 4100, Hafiz ibn Kayyim in his Uddat al-Sabirin, page 176 of the English translation. So the great worshipper Dawood you know, he, you can work it out. He goes, when we're thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we're using his blessings. 
So we can't thank him. Thanks means that you've, you've repaid the favor. How can you repay the favor with something that that person's given you? It's like, for instance, if somebody gives you £10 and you thank him by giving him £5 back, is that thanks? Well, I'll give you £10. Why have you given me £5 back for? So that is the logic he was... He goes, you've blessed me with all these blessings. How can I thank you enough? And what did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? Look at the amazing response. Now you know me. Now you've understood. Meaning, nobody can thank me. If you think you've thanked me, now shaitan's got you again. Stressing his inability further, Dawood said, O oh my Lord, subhanahu wa ta'ala, if every hair of my body had two tongues, engaged in dhikr, constantly day and night, I would still not be able to fulfill the Jews of even one of your blessings. <laughs> this is in Ahmad in his Zuhd number 88, Hafiz ibn Qayyim, rahmatullahi, in his Uddad al sabirin page 176 of the English translation. So think about that. One blessing. So let's say eyesight. <laughs> Dawood said, if every hair of my body, how much hair have you got in your body? Millions, I don't know, billions. Let's say millions. And every hair has got two tongues. So you got two million tongues. And they're doing zikr, those two tongues, constantly, 24-7. Because despite all of that thanks, I still would not be able to fulfill one of your blessings. So let alone your own tongue, now he's saying it's impossible. How poignant, therefore, were the words of Shaykha Kathleen St. Onj in her work, Bridge to Light, page 168, when she said, so this is a quote, It is funny how we think, <coughs> it is funny how we will thank a waiter for bringing us a mere glass of water. But we often won't thank our wives or children for the same thing. It's a question of frequency and familiarity, is it not? So stop in the court. Isn't that true? You go to a restaurant, where to get you some water. Thank you. Your wife get you some water. Don't say anything. Kids get you some water. So the sheikha goes, it's a question of frequency and familiarity. If you do it frequently, thank stops. If you are used to it, the one who's doing it, thank stops. If someone you are close to gives you something simple every day, you begin to expect it. Maybe this is what happens to all the gifts Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us too. We take so many things for granted. From the air we breathe to the lungs that pull in the air, to the new day place before us. Thus, how much of a gift do we need to receive from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before we say thank you? <laughs> so there you go. So the Shaykh is explaining this and he goes, this is what's rotten about the ch- many of the children of Adam. They expect it. You expect to get up in the morning. No, yeah. Well, who gave you that right to think that? You expect to go to sleep tonight. Who gave you that right? You're in a state of ingratitude. You expect to, you know, the next meal to be whatever it is. Ingratitude. You expect to take in the next, you know, batch of air into your lungs. Ingratitude. You don't deserve anything. But because Allah is blasting you with blessings, 
you now forget to thank and look at how shocking a waiter brings you a glass of thank you so isn't that a type of kufr why have you thank the creation well it's, it's a good thing to do well what about the one who created you how true are the holy words of the quran in surah ibrahim alayhi salatu wassalam surah 14 verse 34 وَإِن تَعُدُّوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْسُوهَا إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَذَلُومًا كَفَّارٌ If you count the blessing of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, never will you be able to enumerate them. Verily, man is an ingrate and an oppressor. So what does Allah the Almighty Glory say? وَإِن تَعُدُّوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ نِعْمَةَ is one blessing. If you count one blessing of Allah, Allah Ta'ala says, never will you be able to enumerate. Look how strange the verse is. If somebody goes to you, hearing is a blessing. Allah Ta'ala says, you will not be able to count the blessings which are attached to it. Then Allah Ta'ala says something about insan. إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَذَلُومًا كَفَّارٌ Man is an oppressor. Kafar. He's an ingrate. So what's shocking about the verse is Allah Ta'ala is talking about one blessing. And this is why Dawood said what he said. If every hair of my body had two tongues engaged in glorifying you constantly day and night, I would still not be able to fulfill the Jews of even one of your blessings. Why? Because the Quran is saying that. And this is why it's so important to always do shukr to the best of your ability. Subhanallah. So all I mentioned today was again talking about the greatness of our exalted Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala. And highlighting predominantly how important it is to show gratitude to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Though we can't thank Him enough. So it's all about damage limitation. That's a better way of looking at this. But to thank Him is something also great. The hadith mentions that half of Iman is gratitude, half of Iman is sabr. This is in Behaki Rishu'ab al-Iman. So if you are doing, if you are grateful, Allah Ta'ala is half of Iman, the Prophet said. And sabr is also another very heavy component in the believer's life. And also when you show gratitude, Allah Ta'ala promises in Surah Ibrahim that He will give you more. It unlocks other blessings. And this is why it's so important. And of course, there are more excellent ways of showing gratitude. For instance, Salah. Salah is a, is a superior way of showing gratitude to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Are there any questions you'd like to ask? Subhanallah bihamdi is wanaka Allahumma bihamdika ashtu la ilaha illa anta astaghfirika atubu alayka atubu alayhi min ashtu anjim subhanallah rabbika rabbil izzati amma isifun assalamu ala alamu al-salim walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen bismillahi rahman rahim wal-asr insan lafi khusr al-ladina amalu wa amalu al-salihat wa asfil haq wa asfil sabr sadaqallahu al-azim